0: here aka dreams and i would like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i'm a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in for episode 22 we're going to be getting into black friday the grammys the game Awards show kanye west and saint john's latest single called smack dvd but before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, to make sure to share this podcast as this helps to show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. But now that we got the intro out of the way, let's get into the quote of the pod. Okay. Getting into the quarter of the pod, we're going to be talking about Black Friday, but more specifically, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Black Friday's um involve involvement. I don't know involvement of the uh, PS Five sales. So the reason that the PS Five is a pretty big platform is just because of the marketing team knowing like what where to market online and where to attract customers. Like you can't attract all customers. Like if a try to attract a customer that hasn't that's never played a game then that wouldn't be the smartest of marketing plans but with playstation well i should say sony with sony seems like they're really handling this ps5 rollout in like the best possible way i mean also helps out that they have games but if you listen to this podcast you probably know what doesn't have games in my opinion you know so getting into the black friday with the um the crowds and everything like there were so many videos that came out that it it just had large crowds and even though in the midst of a pandemic it it doesn't it didn't really seem to matter as everybody was going crazy for a ps5 and most of them if not yeah most of them ended up not even being able to purchase a ps5 because of um the scarcity so um yeah so with the black friday it, it it was weird because of COVID to say the least, but with PlayStation 5, like it had the like people was going to the stores to buy this, like the, you couldn't really hold them back too much. So that's where the videos came out of like the large crowds and everything, and them just disregarding all type of COVID restrictions to in just to pick up a next gen console that's not really like worth getting at the moment, in my opinion. So but one of the um instances where this really got out of hand was in uh it was in Port Charlotte town center near Fort Myers Florida and Florida I've, yeah Florida's pretty crazy like if you, if you ever yeah Florida don't care about no type of covid restrictions <laughs> it, it makes you wonder if that's the reason that they have so many cases people who actually live there they just say it's because of the tourists and the tourists just say like I mean, I was once a tourist in Florida, so I don't know. I would just say it, it's just a city like I'm not just a city. It's just the state and the, really the mayor. You know, it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like ran like a zoo, kind of like it, it's just rampant and, and not really too many restrictions. And um, only times I really saw restrictions is when um, we went to the beach. But even that was um, not really <laughs> restricting. It, it was just like, don't sit too close to the next person on, on the beach and the beach is huge so basically everybody was out there not obeying any type of COVID restrictions but getting back into the PS5 I don't know why I went on that tangent so in, in Florida they, they was having a, a issue and another issue popped off in uh, California where a, seg- a security guard had to try to calm down a, a, a large crowd and there was a twenty-year-old in California that reportedly waited over thirty-six hours for a PS5. Now I don't know about y'all, but like waiting over a day and, and, and plus twelve hours, like like um, that's it's not the smartest thing in the world, you know. It's just was he? I don't know if he brought all type of snacks. I don't know if he if he brought like a mobile. Um, I forget what those are called. But you know little mobile things you can cook in? Like, imagine he was just living, uh, literally living by the GameStop for those 36 hours. Like, he had to sleep somewhere. So he probably brought some stuff to sleep on, hopefully. (laughs) But this is basically just to show how crazy the people were to go over, um, how people, how crazy people were um, going over the PS5 and how Black Friday just attributed to it and made it much larger than it would have otherwise been because of course GameStop GameStop had um, a PS5 well no not had a PS5 but had multiple PS5s like a lot of them but like every other retailer they sold out so when like Friday came back around and they actually had more PS5 because Sony was saying that they wouldn't even get PS5s until like late December so I don't know what happened with that. So somehow the retailers able, I uh, was able to restock on PS5s and sell it to the consumers. And these are the type of results that you're getting back from uh, people really wanting a next gen console. So, but the guy who waited 36 hours did end up leaving with a PS5. So that's the most important part. I know y'all was probably probably wondering <laughs> if that was actually the case or not. So um, amid the rising Covid cases throughout the uh, the country, not Covid, throughout the country. Black Friday most likely made it worse. Um, I don't see any way that it made it. It definitely didn't make it better, and I don't see it staying the same. So even with the holidays, I think there was a rumored shutdown coming in on like December first. I hope that's well. I'm really I I I don't really know too much about how effective a shutdown is, and I don't know too much on how non-effective a shutdown is. So. Um, I'm I'm gonna hold my comment on that specifically. Try not to talk about things I don't, I don't know anything about. Well, I know a little bit about, but I don't know too much to give an actual opinion. I feel like those are for doctors to talk about shutdowns and stuff. So, but yeah, with the PS5 crave on online shopping, also it hit like a, a Thanksgiving record and it shattered it. It had like 5.1 billion online sales for the for the uh, Thanksgiving Day shopping. And it was up like 21 percent from last year, according to Adobe Analytics. So online shopping went up. I would think it's most likely because of the covid pandemic. But people are still shopping in stores in large crowds, which is the craziest thing. Like we're not exactly in quarantine, but at the same time it's whenever whenever if you ever watch like local news or pay attention if you see your your city rising in covid cases and like the, the news reporter would be like yeah this is the highest number of covid cases we've had since the start of covid and then, and then you just feel like going out to eat like you know what i mean like it just doesn't make any sense like we're not in quarantine but at the same time people got to use their common sense and it's kind of like uh kind of missing a little bit like people not using that too people are not using the common sense too often so yeah i don't know what else oh okay i wanted to talk a little bit a little bit more about the gamestop long lines um click my link tree in my bio and message one of my social medias to let me know what do you think of the gamestop um outbreaks i should say quote unquote because if you look up videos online like they're not hilarious but like they're entertaining to say they're entertaining let's just say that and it's interesting to see what people would do over, like, a, a piece of, like, plastic. You know what I mean? Like, it plays games, like, on the next-gen level, but it's really not... It's more of a... It, basically, it, it's it's not as, a uh, It doesn't... It, it doesn't hold any weight. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it doesn't hold too much weight. Like, they, they're acting like they're going to get this PS5 and the whole life is just going to change. So, I don't know why people are going so crazy over an entertainment system. So... But okay, getting back to the GameStop stores on Black Friday, going through the PlayStation uh, 5, like Crave and and trying to get it out to people. They had a limited supply, of course, just like all the other retailers. And (laughs) they said most stores, most if not all stores had like a minimum of two of two PS5 consoles opening on Friday. So some people lined up for days outside of the local GameStop just to be told that they was, they was, uh, they was, they was out of PS5s. Basically they they sold out. So, okay, this is, this article is also going over a bunch of other stories about people camping out for 13 hours with his, one of them camped outside with, with their, um, with his 13 year old twin sons, which is, uh. Pretty weird. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, that's that's weird to me. I don't even... I think they got the console? Okay, it said they ended up getting a console. I would hope. You know, standing outside for that long and, and just being... Standing outside for, like, any amount of time after five hours and to just to be told it's sold out. It's not the... It's, it's probably not the best experience in the world. And it, it's... I wouldn't... I would say it's not not the best feeling so um, yeah I'm just going to leave that there so those were just some stories I wanted to give some uh, specific like places on how oh this was in Oklahoma I don't know if I said that because a lot of local game stops had this problem but this specific one with the twin sons and everything was in Oklahoma and yeah you know people just going crazy over entertainment system and you hate to see it because large crowds COVID pandemic but I guess people got to play their games. Save $1,000 on oh, Sealy. Uh, an ad just popped up. I don't, I don't know how that just happened, but people just want to play their next-gen consoles, like, as, as soon as they can, I guess. I don't, I don't know what type of game they're going to play, because most of the game I said this about Xbox, because Xbox really don't have any games, but... With the PlayStation 5, they have exclusives, but at the same time, it's also playable on a PS4. Like, the Spider-Man game, which most people was going to get the console for, including myself, came out on the PS4 also. And then it was putting out side-by-side comparisons. And it's not even that big of a difference. Like, if you look at it, you would think, for me to want to get a, a next-gen console day one, they would have to put it side-by-side. And the PS5 will have to make the current-gen graphics look like ps1 type graphics like it would have to be that big of a difference for me to get it on game uh, day one so for the, P- the ps5 to have games that's still playable on the ps4 just might not look as good but still similar i don't really see what's the big deal about them selling out obviously it's just to say you have a ps5 but at the same time like i don't know i guess it's just that's what i said sony did a great job with this rollout and they did a great job with marketing because not a lot of people knew about this um console until like no not a lot of people knew about the price to like i think a month before the release and it still sold this amount so uh big props to to sony i don't do this often but because usually i forget to use the soundboard and it's always going away like it just went away right now but i'm gonna bring it back up but just because of the rollout plan and I'm not hearing anything about Microsoft, I'm hearing all about Sony. We're going to give them a little round of applause just because of Sony being the superior, superior company and, and putting together a great rollout plan and, and basically making. Putting people's mind to rest, not to rest, but basically taking people's mind off the pandemic, because. Like when you go to the movies, people play games to escape reality, not to um like you don't ever see nobody playing a game that's called like teach little kids you know it, it's no it's no games like that out there it's, it's always games as fantasy rpg or just something that takes your mind off reality which which is what entertainment should do so yeah that's all i really have for the ps5 uh black friday sales i, I think i just put black friday on here but, like, at the end of this, well, not at the end, but whenever you get to the end of the segment, you're going to figure out that this was really just a PS5 piece, just um, branching off of the Black Friday sales. So, yeah, that's all I really had to talk about with Black Friday and the PS5 sales. Um, let me know what do you think. Click my link tree, message me in one of my social medias. Let me know which... Which console do you hear the most about, the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation 5? Because I would be very interested. Interested. Yeah, very interested to to hear what you have to say about that. Because I don't really see too many people promoting the, the Xbox. But I don't know. I'm definitely not doing a good job at promoting the Xbox. I always say they have no game, they don't have any game, so yeah. Let's switch it up a little bit and get into music. Okay, getting into music, we're going to talk about something that's probably the biggest accolade. Not accolade, is it accolade? Yeah, I think. I always be saying words and then forget the definition. This is probably the biggest accolade an artist can receive, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know any award show bigger than this one, like as far as the prestige of it, you know? And so what I'm talking about is the Grammy Awards. Nominations have been put out have been released the show is scheduled to, to be on like CBS um, on a Sunday January 31st so the 2021 Grammys will happen they will award which artists they see fit but the nominations have been uh, released for the public consumption and we're going to go over the list but of course we're not going to go over the whole list because I feel like this whole list awards like 10,000 people and I want to get to specific categories that I cover personally with this podcast. And then we'll get back to some of the bigger, um, general, like general, um, field type nominations. Because, you know, you don't really, like who wants to sit through a whole, uh, <laughs> who wants to sit through a whole segment of me just reading off the nominations and then just everybody who was nominated. So I'm only going to do that for RB and and rap because that's the two genres I cover with, um, this podcast. So. I would assume y'all would be interested <laughs> just, just a little random guess You know With Juice World being my top performing uh, episode That I would assume that y'all like When I talk about hip hop and R&B But yeah So let's get it Let's start with R&B Then we're gonna end it with uh, hip hop So for R&B 2021 Grammys The nominations for best R&B performance Is Lightning and Thunder with Jenea Echo Featuring John Legend Black Parade uh, with Beyonce, "All I Need," Jacob Collier uh, featuring Mah- Mahalia, Mahalia, and Todd Dollazon. Go Head featuring <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, anyways, Go Head with Brittany Howard, and finally, See Me with Emily King. Out of this whole list, also, you can rewind this if you want. I'm not going over the list again, <laughs> so I'm just you can rewind and just listen to it again, but. My pick for the winner of the best R&B performance has to go to Beyonce. I may be a little biased, but Black Parade was one of the few Beyonce songs that I actually had on my playlist and actually listened to on repeat. So I like the whole feel of the, of the song. I feel like it could have been released during the, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And it probably would have did better in like sales wise. I mean, obviously it would have had more of an impact because she's not just saying anything on like she's actually talking about pretty um, deep Topics on the song, which is why I really like it, and and also the beat is is nice, and it just the overall song embodies black empowerment. So I don't know when the song came out, but I know it didn't come out in the midst of uh the all the black the black movement. I, I'm pretty sure it didn't, cause with Lil Baby, I, I remember when he dropped the Bigger Picture, and that was during the the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all them. So I think that either that overshadowed the release or Black Parade came after um, the protest ended. Well, not ended, but after it died down, because, you know, every protest of the magnitude, like a Black Lives Matter type protest eventually dies down. Like nothing like that ever sustains, you know, it's just frankly, it's impossible to keep that up. So uh, I'm looking at it right now. I'm trying to find it. Of course, I had it pulled up, and then I missed it. Well, not missed it, but I clicked on the wrong. guy uh, I clicked on the artist. So this song came out. Why didn't I tell me when this song came out? Okay, so it's not telling me when the song came out. I tried to look on Spotify. I may have to just actually look it up. Have y'all listened to Black Parade? Like, is Black Parade something y'all listen to from Beyonce? Is Beyonce more of a legacy act? Or do y'all actually listen to her over and over when when she releases music? Because for me, I usually catch it after. I'm I'm never really on the hype train. So I'm just wondering what the general consensus is about when uh, Beyonce drops that type of music so yeah uh January, February, March, April, May, June, July yeah I I think this was it was released on June 19th so it was a Juneteenth record so okay what what I was saying that's kind of what they already had in mind about the song releasing it on a black empowerment empowerment day and just because the the song is really about black empowerment and i'm probably spending way too much (laughs) this is how you know i like the song i'm spending way too much time like breaking down the release date and everything of the song and the rollout so safe to say i I feel very strongly uh, about that song and i'll be a little upset if it don't win best r&b performance getting into best traditional r&b performance we're gonna (laughs) we're not (laughs) uh The nominees are Sit On Down, The Baylor Project featuring Gene Baylor and Marcus Baylor, Wonder What She Thinks of Me, Chloe and Haley, um, Let Me Go. Okay, I don't really know these people. Anything for you? Okay, this whole list I don't know. So I'm not even going to give an answer because I don't like to talk about stuff I don't know. I always like to speak on things I at least have knowledge on. So the best traditional R&B performance is a lot of names that I've never even Only people I know on here is, I think, Chloe and Haley, but there's a little X between Haley, so I don't know if that's the same person I'm thinking about. So I'm just going to be safe and skip that one. (laughs) But whoever wins, they'll probably, they probably qualify or, or, you know, they probably deserve it. So, best R&B song. Better Than I Imagine with Oh my gosh. Robert Glasper and a whole lot of other people. And it features her and... Michelle That's a long last name But let's just say that Robert Glasper It's Robert Glasper's song Featuring her Black Parade Okay so these These are just the uh, credits So these are just Everybody who worked on the song That's why it's so long of a list I was like why is it so many people Black Parade's on here Collide By Sam Barsh Do It Chloe Bailey Um And Slow Down So like I said, with the best r and performance, same thing goes with the r- best r and song, I'ma pick Black Parade by Beyonce. Best progressive r and album, Chalembo, Chalumbo by Janae Aiko. I-, I don't even, I probably messed that title all the way up. Like, I don't even know what that means. I don't, even, I don't wanna look it up either cause I feel like something crazy is gonna pop up. So, Chalumbo or whatever by Janae Aiko. Ungodly Hour by Chloe. And Haley, I keep thinking that X is the end. I don't know. Whatever. That maybe that may be just one person. You know, like Lil Nas X. But I don't know. Uh, Free Nationals by Free Nationals, and then Forget Your Feelings. Even though it doesn't say forget, it uses the other one. (laughs) The other one you 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 know about. Um, So that's by Robert Glasper, and it is what it is. That's a great uh, that's a great album. title it is what it is because it really do be like that but that's by the thundercats so they came up with that album title and album um out of this pick i will say being so i've listened to chalumbo <laughs> even though i don't know how to say the album i actually listened to it like that's probably like you don't know how to say the album but he listened to it so i actually listened to the whole thing because you know i'm a huge big sean fan and you know they have the little uh 2088 Group they have going on, or whatever. And but Janae echo at the time had her own solo album out, so I was like, Let me check this out. And it was pretty good, I really liked what I heard. She can really sing, so her, her voice, <laughs> um, I don't even know if I said that right. Her voice on the album is it, it, really, um, I don't know, like. You could tell is a real R&B singer. Like you know, some people like she probably takes vocal rest and all that. She probably really like has has to take care of her vocals and, and, and so. Um, I mean, not saying that the other singers on this list don't, but my pick, personal pick, would be Janae Aiko, Even though I can't get the album uh, title right, so moving on, best R&B album. We have Happy to Be Here, Aunt Clemens, Take Time, Giveon, to feel love luke james bigger love john legend all rise gregory porter the best r&b album They really box a lot of people out of the paint with this uh, r&b album not gonna lie so um it's really not too much love for uh, is aunt clemens is she a black singer i don't know there's a lot of R&B artists that came out with albums like um okay so this is a this is a guy i think i think hold on let me look at the uh, picture <laughs> uh i can't i can't see the picture so it's not like i'm looking at and then okay so this is yeah this is a guy so spotify be tweaking sometimes but this is a guy. Um, I think best R&B album should at least have one of the uh, black female R&B acts that dropped the album, like Summer Walker. Um, that's the only one I can really think of. Summer Walker. There's another one. I forgetting. I think Danny. No, that's not. That's not. That one. I, would, I would go. I would go with Summer Walker. Oh just as a nomination. But as far as like the, the actual people who were nominated out of this list going with who I know I would say Gibeon with Take Time I would pick him to win it I I mean I would want him to win it I don't really know who's gonna win out of the out of the list so but yeah this list doesn't really have some of the black female R&B acts that I would expect it to have on here because Summer Walker released a great album and then because I don't really listen to Summer Walker like that but when somebody drops an album and everybody talks about it for after like a month or two it's like okay so that album must have been good so um, yeah and plus I did listen to the album I just can't remember off the top because I don't listen to RMB like that like I don't have it on repeat so yeah that was the RMB section um let me know what your picks are and you know you can always do that click my link tree in my bio and message me on one of my social medias to let me know what do you think of the RMB uh nominations these um, lists are surprisingly small. I don't know if y'all think it's long or whatever, but I, I think these are surprisingly short um, lists for R&B and rap. Like, are they always like this? Because this is my first time actually covering the Grammy. So, you know, you got to cut me a little, little bit of slack. You know what I mean? Just a little, little novice out here in the podcasting uh, atmosphere. So getting into rap, we're going to talk uh, something that I'm very more um knowledgeable in. So best rap performance, we have Deep Reverence, Big Sean featuring Dempsey Hustle. Man, I wonder, I wonder which one I'm gonna choose as my, as my favorite. Um, we have Bob with the baby. What? How do? Okay. Anyways, What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow. The bigger picture. Ooh, that's a okay. Little baby. I gotta get through the list. Like I can't even get through these nominations. Savage, uh, Megan The Stallion featuring Beyonce and Dior. Uh, with Pop Smoke. That's a big one. That's crazy. Um, I don't like when the Grammys give noms to people who are passed, because it's just like you can give a nomination to somebody who passed away, but it's always, always going to be looked at as like, oh, he only got this nod because he passed away. You know what I mean? Because no matter how, because this album, Pop Smoke's album was great. Very a very solid project but you I don't know if they ever recognized him when he was alive so and he's been in the he hasn't been in the game for a while but he was in the game for a, a year or two like bubbling up so you know I've always felt iffy about that like if you've represented or not represent, if you if you have acknowledged him in the past I would give this a pass but you haven't acknowledged, acknowledged him in the past so This is kind of hard to look at, Um, even though Dior is a great song, even a remix with Gunner. So I know I was going to say I know I was telling you all that my uh, I'll be a little biased to Big Sean, but I have to say the bigger picture is the best song I've, best rap song. One of the best rap songs I've heard this year it's probably top three along with j cole's climb back and another one i have a list i think i'm gonna put my list out too of my my favorite songs of, of the year because i always keep a list throughout the year well, not the year but well, yeah i keep a list throughout the year and i have like a, a never-ending hip-hop ar- uh, archive because i don't i don't do too much of the old like go back and listen to the old because i used to do that but now i'm so into like who's popping who's on top who's bubbling up that i just take notes of the current uh the current artist you know because like 10 years down the line i'm gonna be able to go back and say oh yeah i remember that i remember that like you know you're gonna be able to be one of those like historians so i really take this hip-hop archive pretty seriously so i would say the bigger picture should win this uh best rap performance one of the best songs i've heard in 2020 like rapping the beat the subject matter Everything coming from Lil Baby, not to say that's a slight, but just to say, like, he really upgraded his status um, by rapping this way on the bigger picture. Moving on to the best melodic rap performance we have Rockstar, The Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake featuring Lil Dirk, Lockdown, Anderson Pac, The Box, Roddy Rich. Highest in the room. Oh, and highest in the room, Travis Scott. So for the best melodic rap performance. That's a tough one. It really is a tough one. I would just say as a as a I would say Drake. I would say "Laugh Now, Cry Later" should win Best Melodic Rap Performance, because he's he's rapping. And who really who raps and sings better than Drake? Like, whenever it's hard to compare artists to Drake, because Drake is it's like Le, the LeBron effect. Like, yeah, you're doing good this year, but LeBron has been so consistent throughout the whole his whole career that you just like if it's this close, I'm gonna give him the nod. So I'm gonna go with Drake, "Laugh Now, Cry Later," even though I think Rockstar will end up actually winning the award um i would say laugh now cry later rockstar and then the box is is competing for for this uh for this uh category but i think drake should take this one home and he'll probably end up like drinking something out of the grammys again you know just like he did last time so politics wise i don't think they'll really give drake a a grammy because I think he disrespected the Grammys last time he won. Like, he r- literally got up there and said, this award doesn't mean anything. And they I think he, they cut him off, like, mid-speech. Like, if you looked that up, Drake's uh, speech on why the Grammys don't mean that much, it would pop up a video of him accepting the award, going up there and saying that this doesn't mean, this doesn't validate you at all, talking about the Grammy trophy. And he says all the, the fans that come out to your tours and that buyer music, that's what validates you. And then they cut him off like mid. Not mid. Like I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but basically they told him they, they gave him the, the 10 seconds. Like, yeah, uh, hurry up, and wrap it up. <laughs> they, they gave him the already done, already finished. That's that's what they that's the sign they put up. They, they, they want him off the stage. So I'd be surprised if they give Drake another Grammy. Moving on, uh, moving on to best rap song. We have the bigger picture, which I already talked about that with Little Baby, the box, already talked about that. Roddy Rich, laugh now, cry later, Drake, Rockstar, uh, the baby featuring Roddy Rich and Savage with Megan Thee Stallion and um, Beyonce, featuring Beyonce. Best rap song, um, I don't. The, the way they, they they put these categories is so weird because what's the difference between rap performance and rap song? Like, is rap performance the best, like, way to make a video to it, because in that case, Laugh Now Cry Later would definitely win that, because the video was great. Um, like, it had Dr- Drewski in it. It had a bunch of celebs in it. I mean, it was basically like a Nike commercial, so people may not think... People who aren't really on the Nike bandwagon, they might think not think it's that great, but I personally really like Nike compared to other brands, so it stood out to me. So, uh, that, that changes my whole look on the best rap performance, melodic rap performance, because that's a tough one. But anyways, best rap song, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything be- beating or nothing should beat the bigger picture. Like, if you actually understand, I don't, don't want to say like understood, like like it's just just this uh to understand this, you have to be on like a higher level of learning or something like that. Like I ain't trying to say that. I'm trying to say like. If you understand the impact that The Bigger Picture had on uplifting the Black Lives Matter movement when he put that song out. At that specific capsule, I don't know if capsule, but capsule is the right word. But that specific period of time, nobody was accepting the type of rap that was just talking about like the the money, drugs and girls trinity of hip hop topics. People was accepting conscious rap that was uplifting our people because of what happened. And because of the state of the world, literally stopped and focused on Black Lives Matter. So when he dropped this, and it didn't seem forced at all. It was one of those that it was just effortless because he spoke on his personal experiences, which gave you the realness of him actually going through it. So one, it's not... He didn't just make this up, or he could have, but it didn't feel like he made it up. And two, he was talking about specific details in his story that, and he was he was also saying other stuff like not all police are bad, but like the way he broke it down in the structure of a rap song is it, to is to be it's to be rewarded, basically. Like it, that 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 type of performance on the record should be rewarded and i think the bigger picture should get the best rap song then we get into the best rap album now this threw everybody off because i think three of these names people ne- never even heard of so the nominations for the best rap album are black habits by d smoke alfredo uh, freed gibbs and the alchemist a written testimony j electronica and jay-z it doesn't even say jay-z on here i just know he was on the album King's Disease, Nas, The Allegory, Royce the 5'9". Getting into this list, um, I would see Nas, well, I would choose either Nas or Royce the 5'9 to win this, as the Jay-Z album with electronica wasn't, it wasn't nothing special. These Smoke, I don't know who that is. Frida Gibbs had a solid album. But I don't think anything beats out King's Disease and none of those other three it de- most definitely don't beat the allegory. So it really, for me, comes down to King's Disease and the allegory. And I would choose the King's Disease because Nas did something that a lot of OG rappers don't do. And he released the album full of features from current artists. And I know T.I. did that a little bit, but with for Nas to do it, <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah it's kind of like giving somebody the flowers even though somebody else did it but for Nas to do the album the way he structured it made a whole album produced by hip boy a current producer and to also have current artists like rapping along with him it's just something that is to be commendable because uh, og artists don't have to do that at all they can stay in their own bubble rap the way they want to rap rap uh, the, the way they want to rap and have producers that they want to produce their music and not try to switch up or get out of the comfort zone which is what i think jay-z and, and electronica deal with their album so i would give this um to king's disease by nas so yeah that was it for the rap category um let me know what do you let me know on the um uh, click my link tree, or almost, forget my plugs, (laughs) Uh, click my link tree in my bio, let me know on one of my social medias, what do you think is the best rap album, and what's the difference for you between rap performance and rap song, and that's all I really have for the Grammys, I was going to get into, like, the general field, but it doesn't really mean that much for me, like, you know, like, I see Beyonce's Black Parade is here for Record of the Year. I would I would like Beyonce to win Record of the Year. I could see her winning that actually. That record was really nice. If like if you have one record to listen to, it's definitely Black Parade. So yeah, Black Parade is is one of my. Um, it's not my favorite song of the year, but you know I don't really listen to uh, singing songs like that unless it's like the weekend. Cause yeah, um album of <laughs> album of the year we have okay so we have Janae Aiko Album of the Year so I'm a, I'm going to choose her for this one with Chalumbo. so that's that's a um even though I still don't know how to pronounce her album which I may be pronouncing it right but most likely 90% I'm probably not pronouncing it right um Janea being nominated for Album of the Year is a huge nod a huge nod and that that just gives her uh, even more status even bigger than Big Sean like Big Sean's Right now, the sidekick to Jenea Aiko with these type of nominations that she's getting. Like, yeah, I know that Big Sean got like a nomination for Best Rap Performance, I believe. But still, like, um, Janae Aiko got a nomination for Album of the Year, like, in the general field. So, Song of the Year, Black Parade. There goes Beyonce again. Everything that Beyonce's on, I, I want her to win because that, a- that song is amazing. Then you get into pop. I don't really care too much about that. I see Justin Bieber on here. You get in the country and a lot of stuff I don't know about. So yeah, that's about it for my Grammy 2021 wrap-up. You know, I'm I'm really more of a hip hop R and B type of guy, leaning more towards hip-hop. Um I keep the like I was explaining with my archives, I keep lists of like songs I like and my favorite. I, I literally have an ever-change not ever-changing, but ever-changing list of the of the year, of the current year, top 10 songs. So I would at the end of the year i'll actually give my like list or i don't know do y'all do y'all want to like hear me uh list off my songs and why i have them like where i have them uh, and, and what's my top 10 songs like let me know Whether is that intriguing to y'all do y'all actually want to hear my picks on who i think performed the best this year like rap artists because i think that'd be pretty interesting and it seems like y'all like when i talk about music way more than gaming <laughs> so that's just the um yeah that's just the honesty that's just the honest of the um no what's the name i'm trying to say that's just how it is so yeah the 2021 grammy awards nominations have been uh released the, the show is to be january 31st um so yeah don't miss it and we will be coming back to talk about the grammy winners after it's announced and we'll just probably talk about the show and the performances and you know stuff like that so uh yeah now we're going to switch it up and get into the Game Awards show. Okay, getting into the Game Awards show. With the Game Awards show, is it's something that not a lot of people... Um, I'm not going to say respect, because last year they... It's just one of those things that they, the Game Awards just like the Grammys there's a lot of politics involved. With any award show, there's a lot of politics involved. When people be like, "Let's create our own so we can celebrate people the way we want to celebrate people." Um it's just going to be the same thing. Like they're going to have their own personal biases, the the own politics. Nothing is going to be nothing nothing highly successful that makes a lot of money will ever not involve politics anything that makes a lot of money involves politics even you personally have been through some stuff that you've been um uh, what am i trying to say basically you've either been like overlooked or you've gotten an opportunity because of politics so it works both ways you can benefit from it or you cannot benefit from it. So that, that's why when people always talk about war shows and being like, let's make our own, like it's just gonna end up the same way, I'm telling you. <laughs> just the same way. Like they thought the BET wars was gonna be different, same way. Politics and everything It'd be your own people too. So yeah. Um, let's get into the game of war show. And for this, we're gonna talk about everything like that. We're gonna talk about the whole list, we're gonna get into all the categories, all the games, and everything because a lot of these games repeat, so I'm not gonna repeat. Like, I'm not gonna go into detail about a lot of the, a lot of these games because they're gonna repeat, and the list is really not that long. Like, we talked about the Grammys. If you, if you missed that segment, um, you can go back and listen to it, or if you listen to if you're listening to the whole podcast, then um, you're right on track. <laughs> so with the Game Awards, we're gonna get into all the categories. We're gonna talk about well, I'm gonna talk about my favorites and who I want to win, just like I did with the Grammys. It's funny how the Grammys and the Game of the Year nominations came out around the same time it's almost like they planned that getting into the getting into game of the year we have doom eternal i think this is the biggest award of the show yeah this is the biggest one you can get as a um, developer i believe so we have doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake ghost of Tsushima, hades animal crossing new horizons and the last of us 2 Now, while y'all think about that, I'm actually take a swig of water right quick because throat's getting dry. <laughs> so, as I said with the Grammys, I'm not going to go back over the um, nominations. You can rewind it like to hear it again. But to get my like personal who I think will win this or who I think should. I'm going I'm to say should because it's like I just doc, uh, finished explaining with politics stuff could go either way like you never know when stuff happens and it's usually or you never know when something's gonna happen and it's usually nine times out of ten linked to politics and personal biases so um yeah my personal pick would be final fantasy 7 remakes probably be uh I, <laughs> it's funny i paused like i was actually given the actual winner but um which they may end up winning this but I just had to think about it a little bit because Doom Eternal is a great game, but I think it's. I oh don't know. I think I think it's too. Um, I don't think it, it, it's going to get the nod that Final Fantasy 7 is going to get because they remade the mechanics and in, in so many so many more ways than one. They remade the mechanics and made this into a whole different game than the original Final Fantasy VII. Like, this is not even, like, a remaster. This is a remake of a classic game, and it ended up making it better. So, if you're a gamer, if you want to play Final Fantasy VII, I would highly recommend you play the remake first. And don't even go back to original. Because <laughs> either you're going to play the original, which is, like, compared to now, that's, like, a, a Sega Genesis type game. Hopefully I said that right. I said it right. Sega Genesis. I don't know. Basically it's the old graphics type game so I will play the remake because the remake very much takes advantage of the hardware and is up to today's standards so that's my pick for game of the year and Square Enix developed that game so that would be a huge win for them. Getting into best game direction we have Final Fantasy 7 Remake again. We have Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life and The Last of Us Part Two. The reason why a lot of people was getting mad at the Game Awards is because um, the Last of Us Two, the Last of Us Part Two, got a lot of nominations and was getting tens out of tens from a lot of publications, making people think something was up. Because when the game actually came out, the fans killed the game. Like they said that this game was not trash, but very uninspired and under—not unoriginal, definitely not unoriginal—but uninspired and and just riding and just holding on to the coattails of the last of, of the first Last of Us success. So I would say um, best game direction, since this is different. Final Fantasy 7 Remake is different because they change the way that the mechanics actually work. And they changed the way that the game actually plays out. So like towards the end of the game, it's not something that's like the original. It doesn't end like the original, but it begins like the original. Hopefully that makes sense. I would give the best game direction. To Ghost of Tsushima, and I know I said all that about Final Fantasy 7 just to give it to Ghost of tashima but that's because Ghost of Tsushima, everybody thought Ghost of Tsushima was gonna be a um, Sekiro ripoff, and that ended up not being the case. So for Ghost of Tsushima to do what they did with the game direction, it's nothing too, it's like nothing innovative gameplay wise, but the story is amazing. Like, they're definitely making the Ghost of Tsushima 2 because the story was just that good. The reason I don't give it to Final Fantasy VII Remake is because it did have 80% to 90% of the game already laid, of the story already laid out for them because of the original game. So, the game direction, in my opinion, is something like going totally, like, it's going completely in a different direction than what people thought you was going to go. So, I think Ghost of Tsushima accomplished that and definitely stood out in this list getting into best narrative we're going to talk about 13 sentinels 13 sentinels <laughs> sentinels i don't know i'm messing it up feet. final fantasy 7 remake i can't even talk ghost of tashima hades the last and the last of us part two so you see the last of us part two is just racking up all type of nominations but Final Fantasy 7, you know, goes to Toshima. Hades are too, so you know you can't really get. Well, I can get mad at The Last of Us. I saw, I watched the whole game of The Last of Us Part Two, and I was not impressed. I don't want to spoil it for anybody if you want to play it or not, but just, I'm just gonna tell you, like, it, it's not, it's not an enjoyable game at all. Like game, like, early, if you actually, for the people who listen to this podcast as a whole, if you actually heard me breaking down why entertainment is so, so important in society is because it takes you away from reality as bad as that seems it's not bad if it's used sparingly so the last of us part two is worse than reality (laughs) like playing that game is depressing like i was watching that game and i was like man like who was making this game and how do you like what's going on like the people who made this game let me look at it okay these are the writers let me look at who made this game Naughty Dog, everybody who developed that, that Naughty Dog making this game, I feel like they, they all need, like, a hug or something. They need somebody to tell them that they love them. They need somebody to to just go by and check to see, you know, how they're doing, you know, check the living conditions and just make sure that they're they're all right. Because to make this, to develop this type of game, in which I know it, not every game is sad. Uh, I mean, not every game is just a shooter, happy, like, beat-em-up type game. But The Last of Us Part 2 is depressing. Like, throughout the whole, this is not a spoiler. Throughout the whole story, literally nobody wins. Nobody. Like, it ends and it's just like, I guess the story finished. Like, that was it. (laughs) Like, Last of Us Part 2 is depressing. So, the best narrative, it's a hard one. Um, I think I'll give that to Ghost of Tsushima too, because I feel like that's more of a, um, game direction type question well not question but ca- type category so narrative in my opinion i like the ghost of tashima because with final fantasy 7 the reason i gave a game of the year i'm not giving it like these type of wars is because it's game of the year but the next game i don't think it's going to live up to the hype because they choose a different protagonist for every Final Fantasy 7, or not 7, every Final Fantasy game, and they have like a million of them. They choose a, a different protagonist, so there's like a million protagonists, and you can never really bond with any of them. Just my opinion, like, I don't see how you can bond with having a different protagonist every single sequel, and with Ghost of Tsushima, you know that this. You know that the main guy is gonna be the main guy for the next game. Like he doesn't die. Spoiler alert: he doesn't die, and he he lives on to, you know. So, yeah, I don't see I don't see Final Fantasy VII remake getting the best narrative as eighty percent to ninety percent of the story was already laid out by the original game. Best art direction. Um, best art direction would probably. Okay, so you have your. It is a lot of the same four games. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, The Last of Us Part Two, Ori and the Wheel of Wisp. Um, the best art direction is usually a game that doesn't look like other games, and I think all of these games look like a game I've seen before, before uh, besides Ori and the Wheel of Wisp. So I wouldn't be surprised if that wins art direction, which... Um, Ghost of Tsushima, also, I wouldn't be surprised if that wins our direction. But, you know, it's just its just whatever the people, you know, um, politics and personal bias. It depends on what they actually think is the best, um, unique, no, not the best, but the most unique art direction. So I'll be interested to see what they pick with that one. But that would be my pick, Ori and the Will of Wisp. Getting into the best score in music. So we have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori, Ori, and the Wheel of Wisp, <laughs> and, the last, and The Last of Us Part Two. I think the best score on music has to go to Doom. I think they're really known for the up-tempo type music that really... If you don't drink coffee, just think of Doom... Well, if you do drink coffee, just think of eternal like three cups of coffee and like listening to the music is like another cup of coffee like like basically the the gameplay is already on 10 and the music is on 20 like it, it turns it up a lot more so you're out you're out here slicing all type of demons shooting all type of demons and the music is right there with you with the he- heavy metal somebody screaming in your ear you know all type of just it just really gets you going but not me because i'm Yeah, I don't play... I I haven't played Doom Eternal. You know, I watch these games, um... But... Yeah, just... uh, It's just... You really have to be in a mood to play Doom Eternal. And that's because it puts you in that type of adrenaline rush type mood. Because you really keep moving in that game. Like, you don't stop. You have to plan out, like, every attack or you. You will end up dying. Unless you play, like, on a very easy uh, setting. Best audio design. Doom Eternal half... Oh, okay i don't know if i said that right the best audio design the nominations are uh doom Eternal, half like al alix i don't know ghost of Toshima, resident evil 3 and the last of us part 2 Ooh, best audio design that's a tough one okay i i feel like i would give this i would this would be the first and maybe only when i would give to last of us part 2 because the, the audio design was very um, realistic. Like I said, this game was depression, depressing because the game made you feel the depression of everybody. Like literally nobody won. It made you feel like everything in the game. So the best audio design I would give to The Last of Us Part Two, Even though that game was just, yeah, it, it was tough. Um, best performance. This is like for the individual voice acting. Motion in slash or performance capture. Okay, so that's that's interesting. I'm thinking it's just a voice acting um award because that's all I'm seeing as on the nominations. As we have Ashley Johnson as Ellie, Laura Bailey as Abby, the the soup. Okay, I can't say none of that, but basically the the Ghost of Toshima voice actor Logan Cunningham as Hades. Not, Naja Jeter As Miles Morales Okay So that's pretty um, That's a pretty heavy list If I do say so myself Because if one of the things Like I was just talking about the audio With, with uh, The Last of Us Part 2 And even going on with the audio The voice acting was on point too Like it wasn't nothing Comparable to the vo- To the way that Ellie was voiced By Ashley Johnson And I think I actually pointed that out when I, uh, talked about the game. So, plus Miles Morales, the Spider-Man game just came out. Like, how did they get best performance already? Like, unless they turned it in early, like, you know, like, they gave them the game. They gave whoever nominates these the game early to to play and see for themselves. But that's kind of weird to me that that's already up there and the game hasn't been, hasn't even been out a month. So, um. I would go Ashley Johnson as Ellie. So that's two for The Last of Us Part Two. So I don't know. As far as politics and everything goes, it's, it's setting up to be like a Last of Us Part Two sweep. And I don't think I'm helping out uh, the, the consumer's case that, that complained about the game because I'm, I'm actually praising some of the... Well, really, I'm just praising the audio. Like, the, the, the story was depressing. The gameplay was uninspired and average. But the voice of Ellie and the sound effects in the game was definitely top notch like it wasn't it was leaps and bounds above all the other games as far as audio design games for impact so i don't know any other games on this list so i'm just gonna switch i'm just gonna um i'm gonna skip that because i don't know too much about that so best ongoing so this is like the best game that's like still going right now that's been out for a while so After I say the nominations, you'll probably get an idea on what this is about. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. In my opinion, I think the best ongoing game should always go to Fortnite. Fortnite is the game that single-handedly put the gaming genre on a bigger platform. And when I say like gaming genre, I mean like the whole gaming genre. Literally, Drake was playing with the top Fortnite player at the time because of, like, for promotion. He, like, let's just, he, he did it for promotion. He dropped, I think he dropped Scorpion, like, he either dropped Scorpion a little bit before or after that, but that was definitely promotion, and, and promotion it was. They, they broke all type of Twitch records on the streaming platform. Travis Scott even jumped in with them, and I think also a football player jumped in with him, so. Anything that Fortnite is respectfully anything that fortnite is nominated for they should get the award because fortnite is really that came in the game and changed everything like like steph curry (laughs) um best indie so uh for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system i don't know any of these but fall guys so i would assume fall guys is going to win best indie Uh, best mobile game. You have Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, uh, Genshin Impact, I've heard about that game. Legend of Run something, definitely heard about that game. Pokemon Cath Mix, and I haven't heard about that game. I would go with Among Us, I don't think Among Us is, um, I don't think it should be on this list. I think it should be on some of the game, not game of the year, obviously, like it's not that complex, but... I think it should be on some more, actually I take that back, I don't know what else you could nominate this game for, it's it's pretty simple, it's really the people, really the celebrities that play this game that, that really carry it on its back, so I wouldn't be surprised if this best mobile game goes to Call of Duty Mobile, but I could see it going to Among Us. Getting into best community support, that's such a weird category, cause how do you really judge that, like. The, the the community that doesn't threaten the life of developers the 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 most uh most often. I don't know. The community that doesn't uh, give death threats to developers is that the community that wins this award? Like I'm so confused because I feel like every community does that. So I'm just gonna skip that. Um Best VR and slash AR. I'm skip that. Well no actually. This is my Marvel bias, but I'll give this to Marvel's Iron Man VR. Just because it's Marvel. Nothing else. Like, So don't really take that. Just take that with a grain of salt. Um, innovation in accessibility. I don't know what that means. Uh, but <laughs> We're going to skip that category because I don't really. Yeah, I don't, they, they got that. They got that. I don't know what that is. Uh, best action. So Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life, Alex. Uh, Neo 2, Streets of Rage 4. Uh, I would give this to Doom Eternal. I don't think it's close. Doom Eternal had one of the best gameplay mechanics um, throughout a game that I've seen in a while. Every single time you thought the game was finished, they introduced a whole new mechanic mechanic that changed the game. Kind of reminded me of God of War. Definitely a faster pace. Much faster pace than God of War. I think Doom Eternal should win Best Action Game. Uh, Getting into Best Action Slash Adventure, you have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Hasn't even been out for a month yet. Don't know how I got that. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, same thing. Only been out for a month. Ori and the Will of Wisp. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I thought that was supposed to be in last year's Game Awards show. I was in... Wait. If Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is, is available to be nominated for these awards, then it should be on way more lists. Definitely Game of the Year. It should be on that list. That, that's that's insane. They they must have released in a weird window because I do not remember seeing them in the Game Awards last year. And if they're really nominated for this Game Awards, how does they even? I don't know. Okay, and then and then finally you have The Last of Us Part Two for Best Action slash Adventure. Um, putting my bias to the side because you know Marvel, I'll probably go with Spider Man personally, but. Actually, like trying to guess who's gonna win this, I would say Star Wars: Fall, Jedi Fallen Order. I'm surprised this game has is even on this list. I didn't even know it was eligible, and if it was eligible, why is it now on more lists? So this game would beat out a lot of games, in my opinion, on some of those other lists. When I was talking about Ghost of Tsushima, Star Wars: Jedi Fallen Order is one of the best Star Wars just pro. Uh, it's one of the best Star Wars uh, um, projects ever made. Uh, best role playing. we have Final, Fa- getting to the best role playing uh, category. We have Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. So, best role playing, definitely going to Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I don't know too much about these other games, but just take that with a grain of salt. Best fighting game, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition. Or should I say, Almost Not Broken Edition. <laughs> One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. Interesting. Under Night and Birth. Anyways, bro, I don't know why. Every year, like, Mortal Kombat comes out, they should get Best Fighting. Like, they should get the award as soon as the game comes out. Like, as soon as the as soon as soon they release the game, they should just give them an award and just, like, not even have it on this list. Like, I don't even know why they put these other games... Next to Mortal Kombat, like, it's it's not even comparable. Like, even Street Fighter could be comparable if it actually worked and had good servers. Uh, <laughs> somebody said Street Fighter was like the 2K of servers. That's funny. Um, best Family Game. I don't know too many of these. Then we have... Um, we have best sim slash strategy. Don't know too much about that. Best sports slash racing. Why is that? Why is they even a category combined? Like, why is that combined? I don't know. Sports and racing, that's not. Anyways, best multiplayer. Oh, this is a good one. Best multiplayer Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty, Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockoff, and Valorant. I would, I would personally give the best multiplayer to Call of Duty Warzone. I feel like it really took the strides of uh, the blackout mode and just completely flipped it on its head and made a good battle royale that was respectable by COD fans and just battle royale fans in general. I would say, I would say Fall Guys, but I, I haven't watched too much of that. Definitely want to say Among Us. I think if if you actually actually. That's something I should bring up. Thank you, everybody who listened to the Among Us. That's like one of my top uh, listened to episodes on the pod. Uh, when I talked about Among Us, I talked about how the creators really carry this game. It's not carrying itself. It, the creators, if, if all the famous creators drop the game and stop playing, nobody will care about Among Us. And Among Us is just a fad. Like, it's just one of those that's just, it's just here for a little bit and then it's gone kind of like uh those little scooters things that you can move with your feet like forward and backwards like it's just a fad it's here today gone tomorrow so i think call of duty Warzone should win both most multi- best multiplayer content creator of the year uh don't know too much of i don't know i don't know how does content like how do you even nominate there's so many content creators like what do you have to do to get on this list like you know what let me keep my comments to uh, best debut game <laughs> best debut game um I don't know any of these best esports athlete don't pay enough attention to esports best esports coach don't pay enough attention best esports event don't pay enough attention to that best esports game okay I can talk about this Go- Call of Duty Modern Warfare Counter Strike Global Offensive Fortnite, League of Legends and Valorant. So uh, I would give this to I give this to Counter Strike Global Offensive. I don't re- I don't think there's a game that, that that really nails the the competitiveness of of Counter Strike. And so yeah, Counter Strike for best esports game. Getting into Best Esports Host, um, well, we're not going to get into it because I don't know too much about it. Then we have Best Esports Team, and then that's the end of the list. Now, no, I said, I don't know how long that was, okay? So, if y'all stuck with me the whole time, I just want to say thank you, which I don't want to, nah, nah, I would say, like, I know y'all did, but nah, I'm just <laughs> basically, I was trying to uh, talk about the nominees and, and give an uh, opinion on, on them because give an opinion on the ones i actually know and the actually the ones i've watched and researched and not talk about something that i don't have no business talking about so that's why i skipped some of the list wasn't because i didn't care it's just because you know like imagine me talking about the best esports team when i have i know nothing about the esports field and genre so. sorry that was a song we was about to talk about but yeah that's all i really had to talk about with the um the Game Awards show, as you can see, a lot of the four games was was the the same, like nominated. Like you have uh, Ghost Toshima, um, Last of Us Part Two, yeah, Doom Eternal. Uh, what was the other one? Another one, Final Fantasy VII Remake. So you had those four games really popping up every now and then. Uh, I think it's looking like the politics may get involved, and Final Fantasy Part Two may end up sweeping their categories so i'm interested to see how the fans will respond to that as you know just just like the grammys whenever this award show happens i'm gonna come back with the game awards winners and we're gonna talk about what actually went down in the show who got snubbed and and stuff like that because i know people always have the feelings about who should win and when they don't win it's kind of like they want to listen to somebody explain to them why they didn't win but i may actually agree with you (laughs) so yeah that's all i really have for um the Game of War Show 2020. Actually, I don't know. Let me look that. Can I look that back up? I'ma see when it's actually. I'ma see when this actually gonna take place. So the Game of show. The Game of is set to, to um set to happen. Game Awards is set to happen December 10th at 3.30 PT time. So, you can watch on YouTube, Twitch. Game Awards show is pretty easy to watch. So, I don't really know where you watched the Grammys. I don't know the last time I watched the Grammy Awards show. It was just too much. Like, I'm not trying to. I just watched the clips. Like, the Drake clip I was talking about in my Grammy segment. I watched it online. Like, it wasn't. I didn't watch the whole thing. So, yeah. Let's switch it up. And um, let's switch it up. And let's get into pop. And let's end off with pop culture. Getting into pop culture, we're going to talk about Kanye West and Saint John. We're just going to get right into it because talking about the Grammys and talking about the Game of War show, which you can listen to if you haven't listened to the, if you haven't listened to the full podcast already, or if you like to listen to the separate the separate segments again. Um, the Grammys and the Game of War show segment should be up before this segment actually drops. If you're listening to the whole podcast probably just gonna hear all of this well not probably you are just gonna be listening to all of this as i'm talking so you can stick with me as this is the current spot of the uh podcast that you're at so yeah getting into the saint john and kanye west collab apparently they've collabed before i'm not too big of a like i don't know too much about say saint, saint john i do know a little bit about mr west <laughs> as y'all probably know I, y'all like when I talk about Kanye West Y'all like when I talk about a lot of hip hop artists It's that's, that's pretty interesting Not, not gonna lie um, Yeah so This is the One of the new tracks off his uh, With Combined with the release of his third studio album While the world is, was burning St. John is giving his fans Just a little bit more with some minor tweaks A couple changes In the missing Kanye record So Apparently, fans was asking for another remix of a, of a song called "Gorgeous," but he and then he just dropped in there like, "Yeah, I'ma release that and a new record with Kanye West." Like that's just like that's just normal. Like people just drop songs with Kanye West like every day. So um, that was weird. <laughs> uh, the title's called "Smack DVD." The two previously worked together on "Pray for Me" off of "The World Was Burning." So that's what I was talking about. I don't really know too much about St. John, but I do know him and Kanye did collab on "Pray for Me." So um Kanye even wanted to produce a whole album for, uh, for him with Rick Rubin. Obviously, he said Rick Rubin, he probably just wants to produce it himself, knowing Kanye. You know, Kanye slick, I'm not gonna lie. Um so yeah, they came out with the song. Uh St. John and Kanye. It wasn't really too much like to the story. Basically, St. John and Kanye collabed. They talked about um him producing the album. For, for uh, St. John And St. John Never really said If he said yes or no He just said they talked about it Which to me tells me That they just They just talked about it Like St. John was like Hey you trying to No no Kanye was like Hey you trying to let me Produce your album And St. John was probably like Yeah whatever You know I'm ready to get to it And then you know They just They probably never I don't know you, you never know If they're working on it right now But with this song coming out I would say that They're more Looking for it more uh, leaning towards sparing sparing the collabs and, and and not looking to produce a full album, but Kanye isn't. Kanye has a lot of uh, his own music he has to hopefully put together. Like he's announced he announced the album to come out this year, it never came out. So that was unfortunate. So getting into the track Smack DVD with St. John and Kanye West. I actually have a snippet pulled up, if you can believe it, haven't played music this whole podcast. (laughs) Have the clean version, of course, because we try to keep this we try to keep this podcast PG, even though the content isn't the most PG content we could talk about. So, um, yeah, I have the snippet right here. Smack DVD, St. John featuring Kanye West. And you can listen to that right now
1: when you glimpse it my DVD, I'm standing here inside the street Right here on them bully 30 n****s, 30 deep, Bitches standing with the sticks just written on their teeth Tell me what the f*** you want And you can sign with me Smack DVD, I've got to pull up with the creek Got to pull up on the creek Got to find out where it be How they with the streets for the money, hit the field, better put on Yeezy cleats. Tell me yeah, tell me ya. They say yeah, you done enough, boy. I ain't done enough until we run a number up. Man, you talkin' about the lead. yeah, I'm a thug. Man, you talkin' about the president. I call the number up. Man, you talkin' about Elon, I call the number up. Man, you talk about Kink. K you know you effin' up. Could you talk to the mayor? About Breonna Taylor. I told the president for it. In my life of the Lord Smack DVD and wigs Think that would we Gotta seize with the murders Gotta pull up with the fleet It's a thousand black babies Getting murdered every day They don't know where to go How to build a plan A Okay, yeah, hey, this is me What they gonna say to me? I'm the only one out here That really getting free Gotta build a family How to build a family It's do a damn way Everything that I pray for. Has-
0: as you can tell they're going crazy (laughs) it's very a very um tempo uh, up tempo type song um just off the bat i can tell saint john's vocals which is i don't know if it's on purpose but his vocals is more polished and and layered and and kanye just seems like he gave one take and that was it now on some jay-z type stuff maybe just like one layer that's what i mean to say not one take i don't think i don't think kanye rapping like that but I feel like uh, St. John had a lot of layers to his vocals. Um I feel like it was really polished. And I think it, I think that was perp- I think that was purposeful. Um somebody can look that up. I'm, I'm tired of saying like <laughs> the definition of the word, but I don't I don't even know if I said that right. But uh yeah. So St. John did this thing on the track. I feel like he was like heavy carrying, you know, like Jordan 96, 97 type. No, nah, I'm just playing he ain't really carry like that. But did, Jordan, did Jordan carry? That's a whole different topic. Getting back on subject, um, Kanye West had an okay verse. I liked it. My favorite bar out of the whole verse um, was the "You talking about the pre- president? I just called the number up." Like I thought that was hard. That's hard for real. Like imagine just having a problem with the president and just calling him and just talking about your problem with him Like you know, uh, that's a that's a big flex. That's something Kanye would would uh, flex on, like, would flex with. So, uh, yeah, I think that this track is, is very solid. Uh, I put this on the show notes because this was the biggest release, in my opinion. I feel like the Kanye and St. John collab was something worth talking about because Kanye is a huge artist, and St. John is obviously on the come up if he's collabing with people like Mr. West. So, And also, the the song's very smooth. The chorus is very catchy. He comes on the chorus, gives his verse, chorus, Kanye gives his verse, ends with the chorus. So the chorus is very strong and very instrumental in the whole uh, song as a whole and really brings together the the verses. Because, like, if he didn't, I feel like if he would have had a verse two, it would have got weird with the chorus. But since he had somebody else coming, it was kind of like he was waiting. And then once Kanye rapped, because Kanye rapped for a little bit, like he did no um no eight bar verse so kanye gave his verse and then you know he ended it off with the chorus so it was just one of those that the feature was needed but at the same time saint john was going crazy so i think it was a perfect collab and i really like the song uh click my link share in my bio let me know one of my social medias what do you think of the song and do you think saint john carried kanye west on this track so that's all i really have for kanye west and saint john um the smack DVD collab, which I didn't even look up the definition of Smack DVD. Like what is that? Is that just like obviously you don't smack a DVD because you need to listen to it? Like, don't you have to put in like a player or something? And I don't think you can put it in a player if it's like cracked, or, you know. So um yeah. I I like the song. I don't know too much about Smack DVDs, but I like the song. Um going back over the overview of podcast episode 20 I almost said 2020 22 Going over uh, the episode 22 We had the quarter of the pod uh, Black Friday when we got into the PS5 sales And actually we got, got into Black Friday And then the comparison Of the last year Well, Black Friday compared to last year With the whole pandemic So, uh, with the music We got into the Grammys Literally went over the whole R&B and hip hop list I knew this was going to be a long pod Hopefully you stuck with me If you did, you're a real one And just comment like well, you can't even comment. It's not YouTube. I always be talking like it's YouTube. Every now and then I slip up and talk like I'm on YouTube. Um, yeah, we talked about the Grammys, R&B, hip hop. Went back to general just to look at you know some of the hip hop and R&B acts that was in the general um field. Not too many, but there were some like Beyonce, Beyonce and uh Janae Iago, which if Beyonce don't win for that Black Parade. I'm pretty. Di- I'm gonna be pretty disappointed. Um, Getting into gaming Talked about the Game Awards show Literally went through the whole thing So we went through the whole list Except for the ones that I did not have enough knowledge on to speak about Which was, I would think, wasn't too many Like it wasn't a lot Like we we got through most of the list with me knowing about them And then we got into pop culture With uh, Kanye West and St. John So Talked about the Smack DVD song Uh, Apparently it's a single I think St. John was going to put on his third studio album I don't, know I don't know where I heard that from, but <laughs> yeah, my sources are uh, anonymous. You know when they say anonymous sources so they can just say anything? But uh, yeah, so uh, I think St. John, I think that's going to be a single for one of his albums. I just don't know if it's going to be one that's already released and that's going to come out in deluxe or if it's going to be one that's going to be a whole new album. But we can just wait and uh, see. And you know, with Mr. West, you can never... You can never trust whenever he gives a release date for music, any type of music. So, yeah, that's about it for the episode 22. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what do you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link here in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.